Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Top Sport's same-game multi gives you the most competitive multiple for every leg. And with hundreds of markets to choose from across sports and racing, you're sure to find a combination unlike any other. And they'll let you on for plenty. So if you want to get the top odds every time, download the app today and bet your way. Top that. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. And when you do join up to Top Sport, you'll get the VIP treatment if you use the promo code UNFILTERED when you join. Best prices, most markets, best service, and importantly, it is Aussie-owned. Top Sport. Welcome to the hottest podcast on the market, the only podcast that talks with the superstars every single episode. In fact, this episode, we've got 12 interviews for you, all exclusive to Unfiltered. Some modern-day superstars, some legends, premiership winners, men of steel, Aussie captains, and damn fine men and fucking good sorts too. Footy talk, complete shit as well. Welcome to the Rugby League Superpod. Big nuts, you've been warned. Some footy clubs get a reputation for a certain style of play, a certain way they conduct themselves or act. The Sharks, just my opinion, for a decade and a little bit probably, have been a footy side that might not dazzle you with brilliance every play, but they'll fight, they'll fight each play, they will grind you down with their physicality. That sounds like a description also of our guest on the Weekly Wodge, the great man, the legend, the superstar of the Shire, Toby Rudolph. Is that how you see the Sharks, mate, or not a, a side that is going to fight for every play? Look, it's, it's definitely how we'd like to be seen. Um, whether we're perceived as that is another question. I know that the Sharks of old, with the likes of Garland and Lewis, uh, Hyington, those sort of blokes, um, when I first came into grade, it was seen as that sort of side with those blokes in it. Um, you know, there has been some times this year that there have been a uh, some blowout scores against this, which is a bit unshark like we've been told. Yeah. And uh, whether that, that's to do with the, the new rules and um, you know, the six again, the change of momentum is much harder. Uh, not to use as an excuse at all, but uh, I, thought, I think we're getting back towards that now. Um, I think we're a more competitive side than we were last year. So, I mean, all we can do is just sort of go out there, play our hardest. And if the result doesn't go away, we, we, damn, we damn want to try and be competitive. Yeah. You've got Gal there as a, a coaching advisor or helper, and he, he hangs around the club. Have you put one on him yet? Um, you know, told him who told him who's boss, or threatened him with a little bit of a, a one-two combination? Yeah, I said, look, mate, the days of your thirteen, the days of your the the, the era is over. Don't, it's the yeah. young bloods are in now, right? I'm I'm the thirteen round here, so you just get walking. Love uh, that, and talk. also punch him in the face a couple times too. Yeah, so <laughs> well, he's scared of me. I've, I've I've put it to him to put a um. A boxing fight on so I can get half of his paycheck, which he immediately said no to because he's the tightest man in the, in the Shire. Yeah, so, isn't he? 
He is, yeah. If you go over a coffee with him, you're paying no matter how much money he's got. So that's right. But uh, look, <laughs> he's a good man, gal, and yeah, look, I love, do love having him around. He's got a lot of insight into the game. He played 20 years of it, so yeah. um, very good man to have around the club, and very good club man, mate. The mental side of rugby league and the mentality you approach your footy so important in the modern game because let's face it largely from club to club, guys are all about as big, all about as strong, as fast as each other. And a lot of it comes down to the mental side of professional sport, I think. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Gal is a testament to that as well. Yep. Um, I, I remember asking him a couple of times, uh, I think it was last year or this year, um, just sort of said to him, like, mate, like when, when your ass is hanging out and you've got nothing left and all you're waiting for is the bench to look at you and get you off, how do you stay in there? Like, what, what do you do? And he just said to me, just one more effort. And I was like, what do you mean one more effort? He goes, no matter how tired I am, no matter what's happening in the game, all I say is just one more effort, one more effort, one more effort. So I've sort of taken that on board a little bit. Um, it is a lot harder said, said than done. Yeah. Because uh, there are times when you think one more effort's and you're going to be done. But then he just keeps saying one more effort for 80 minutes. But that sort of shows how mentally tough that bloke is, you know. Um, but definitely, uh, I, I'm just trying to – the biggest thing I can do out there is just talk to people around me when I'm absolutely gassed and just sort of try to let the communication do the talking and bring that sort of fatigue and out of your sort of mindset, if that makes sense. Joining us on the Weekly Wad, John Andy Raymond, unfiltered at Alane, John Selesele Asiata. We just know him as John. Was it a fact, mate, that John was... Easier at school in Western Sydney? TG struggled to say my first name, which I actually don't think is that hard. No. Uh, but then they also struggled to say Sele Sele as well, which, again, it's pretty much you just say how it's how it's spelt there. So, um, yeah, it, it was a little bit of a struggle for the teachers to say my name. But, um, yeah, we ended up cutting on John. There you go. The Polynesian influence on rugby league and rugby league's influence on the Polynesian young kids – it's massive, isn't it? Yeah, it is massive. It's a, I think it's a game and it's a place where um, young Polynesians can come and find themselves. Yeah, um, It's a place where they feel connected um, because so many other Polynesians play the game mm. um, and we love the game. Um, and you see it now um, back where I grew up in Mount Druitt um, with the likes of Jerome Luai and um, Brian Toto, Um those guys have done an enormous job with the young Polynesian kids yep. over there um, over the last couple of years. Um, they have this thing called FTA, which is from the area, mm. um, and they rep that a lot because um, there's a lot of people there that are helping young kids sort of direct them in the right path. And um, this is what we do as Polynesians is make sure that our brothers are all right and, and they can continue striving to you know, achieve the goals that we have achieved. I quite often use this analogy in the sport of boxing cops a bad rap from people that don't understand it. Uh, yeah, there's some bad people involved, but the sport of boxing saves a lot of young men from going down the wrong path in life. They learn discipline through boxing and the same really in rugby league. Some some young men, Polynesian, Australian from a, and around the world, if a young guy's got a bit of focus on the sporting field, that may be the difference between him taking the right track as opposed to the wrong track. Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's like I said before. It's something that um 
that people, you know, young Polynesians can come and take them away from, you know, the other stuff that they can do on the streets and whatnot. So this is a place of where they can come and feel safe, a place where they learn not just respect, um, they were they learn hard work, yep. dedication, being committed. Um, this is where, you know, they, they can strive to be something that they parents, to make their parents and family proud. And, and this is why we play the game is because we understand and we see how much our family sacrificed for us growing up. Um, you know, a lot of our Polynesian brothers and that that are playing the game now are playing the game to give back to their, their mum and dad because, um, you know, we didn't have a lot when we were younger um, and they'll do whatever it takes to, you know, um, to make sure that we had, you know, the football boots on our feet to play, um, the registrations paid so we can play rugby league. Um, and they would drive, even if it's your, on your last five kilometres on your petrol tank, they would take us to training, doesn't matter. Uh, they, will always, they will always find a way. And um, this is sort of one way where we learn, you know, um, we learn how to give back, to, to, to love each other, to say, to be grateful for what we have. And um, it, it helps young boys, you know, understand what life is all about and, and what they can do um, and where they can head if, they, if they're focused and switched on. Thanks for dropping in, mate. Always a pleasure. We'll chat again soon. Hey, thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. Want to win an unfiltered trucker's hat? Go to Apple, Spotify or wherever you're listening and subscribe to the podcast. Then simply give us a five-star rating and review. Write whatever you want. We don't care. It's the stars that matter. Funniest weekly review wins the prize. Simple. That is how easy it is to win. A heap of reviews this week. Thank you very much to Duncan E. Cano's call. 1969 Tiger Galaxy Trombone, whatever that means. Mitch is God and Hoplich. I think it's Hoplich. But the winner this week is another sicko that goes by the name The Roofing Homer. He actually wrote this um, in the public domain. Unfiltered is my Cleary, Yo and Fisher Harris in one. The class, the work, the muscle every episode. Give me hardness. Even Moses Leota couldn't snap. Love your work. U4L. Unfiltered for life. There's a trucker's cap coming your way this week. Roofing Homer, quite the review, my man, you freak. Going to have a look at the strengths of Manly skipper Daly Cherry Evans instead of doing it with Cherry himself. I've enlisted the help of his teammate Lachlan Croker. What is DCE's main strength, mate, if if you had to assess? Um... It's hard to pinpoint one. Obviously, he's a very good leader and mm. and a very articulate speaker. So he's um, that was probably the first thing I noticed coming into the club was how well he spoke to not just me but to other people in the team and and the way that he changed how he spoke to, to myself and to and to others. So that was probably that was probably the most important thing and, and the first thing I noticed. But then playing footy wise, it's obviously he's a, he's a very good director and. Um, moving us around the around the park and and the style of footy that we play means that we move the footy a lot and yep. um and that's obviously off the back of him so he's been playing footy at a very high level for a thousand years it feels and mm. um and it, it does there's no sign of him slowing down or, or falling off which is um exciting for us and um probably that I reckon is um the way that he gets us around is probably yep. the most important bit and then obviously the rest of his footy off the back of that is 
Um, he's exceptional as well. He's been playing for Queensland and Australia for X amount of years. And um, we've been really lucky to have him in our spine. And mm. um, I've learned a lot of stuff off him. You've had to form a combination and understanding with him as a, a hooker half pairing. Is he the talker? Is he the dominant guy on the field? Yeah, when I was there, absolutely. Um, and he sort of made a point of um, just sort of letting me play my footy and, and him worrying about everything else. Yep. Um, I think with Fozzie back and and obviously Turbo at the back, it's a very collaborative approach. And um, he he still is the main talker, but there is a lot of other a lot of other guys that that do say a lot of stuff. Mm. And uh, obviously Ches is our main kicker, and and a lot of that sort of end of set. Um, position falls on him and um, that obviously makes him the main talker and, and the way that he moves us around the field is, um, is is pretty much up to him and then when we get into into good ball stuff and, and down the other end and we're looking at numbers and all that sort of stuff it um, it does open up to both sides of the ruck and um, then you get Jake and Jake and walks in there yeah. as well yelling at you so it's um it is a very collaborative approach at the moment, yeah. He's one of those guys from where I sit anyway. He sees things really early and, and, and actually really easily. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And and the confidence and the way in he plays is there's nothing that there's nothing that weighs him down or if there's an error or something, it's just, it's just straight off the shoulder and we'll worry about it yep. later. And um, that's what you need from your older guys and, and the guys that are, you know, the captain of your club because if you see guys like that getting rattled and, and upset about those things, and then those younger fellas and guys like myself, are, you know, we fall into a heap. So mm. he's been really good for my progression as a footballer and as a person, and I've been really lucky to spend this amount of time I have with him. Cool insight into one of the game's finest by one of the game's finest. Thanks for the chat, Lachlan. This is the part of the podcast where we've put you in charge. You're asking the questions. Our superstars are giving their answers. Look out. Let's start with the captain of the 1982 Invincibles, Max Krillich. Luke from Bathurst asks, what's your fondest working memory of Kenny Arthurson? Uncle Arco, I spoke to him today. Did you really? Yeah, Uncle Arco's 93 or 4. And yeah, he's fantastic. You, you wouldn't even know. He's a fa- fantastic man, Ken. I go back to Ken. I went to, to his office in 1969 as an 18-year-old. And um, I walked out of there with a contract. And I thought, how good is this? I've got yeah. a contract. I'm a kid. No one gets money at the I only want to play football. I went in there and I took the solicitor with me and Bob Barrick, it was his name, he's well-to-do solicitor now, well, he's a barrister, and there's um, a friend of a bloke called Pogo Morgan anyway, so he said, take, take Bob Barrick, he'll get you the best contract. Got me a good contract. Three years later, Ken said to me, sorry, mate, I can't honour your contract anymore. And he said, you're going to end up getting more money than Fulton. <laughs> I kept on – it was worded, so I just kept on uploading all the time. Yeah. What a beauty. Beautiful. And I was, I was playing reserve grade, but I was you know, the greatest player Manly's ever had and one of Australia's best oh, ever players. So how good was that? Good deal done by my, bar- my solicitor. Wasn't it? And former Eagle, Eel and Bulldog, Will Hopawadi. Duncan Thorne from Mudgee asks or says – Thanks for the memories, Hopper. Been your biggest fan since debut. You disappeared on your Mormon mission and lost two seasons of footy. With the benefit of hindsight, was it the right move 
or the wrong move at the right time or the wrong time? Um, for me, uh, it was right in um, every way. Um, Love that. That's not to, yeah. It's uh, not to say you know it was it was hard coming back because it definitely was trying to get back into shape and into the physicality of of, um, of the NRL. But uh, yeah, in every way, uh, I wouldn't change it for a thing because I mean, there's a lot more to life than footy, and it's yeah. taught me a lot of it taught me a lot of life lessons that uh, is helping me you know now being a husband and, and father. This is one's from me and out of curiosity. What does a Mormon mission involve, mate? What's an average week? So uh, we'd wake up at um, 6, 6.30 in the morning, uh, do a bit of exercise, and then from 8 to 10 we're, we're studying uh, in the scriptures. And then from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. we're out uh, door knocking, uh, offering service, speaking with anyone and everyone, uh, inviting people to learn about Jesus Christ, then, uh, you know, I understand, we understand as missionaries that it's not, um, it's not, it's not, not everyone enjoys religion or is, yep. is spiritual. And so it's just a simple invitation to, to learn of Christ. And uh, if we, people declined, that was, was totally fine. Um, it was just, yeah, something we felt has brought us joy in our life. So we wanted to share that with others. But uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of doors were being knocked and a lot of doors were being slammed in my face too. Uh, a lot of service being done, but yeah, it was a, it was a hard experience, but something I, I wouldn't change for the world. Now, this is an audio only podcast, so you listeners can only hear Will and I. We're doing it over Zoom, so I've got the benefit of seeing him, mate. The smile on your face and that look in the eye when talking about the Mormon mission—you just stunned me. You, <laughs> it's obviously something you're super proud of. Absolutely. Um, it helped me grow up in a lot of ways. I mean, I was still at home uh, before I left, and so uh, it helped me to mature a lot more. Helped me to uh, learn the the benefits of time management. Uh, helped me to yeah choose how I react to certain situations because there were so many obstacles in a day. Um, you know, there's obstacles in everyone's life, and yep. uh, how you choose to react to them is play plays a you know a big. Um, big difference in your life depending on which way you go firebrand barbecue does it better than anyone else why because they're the immortals of the barbecue online at firebrandbarbecue.com.au or in store at arndell park where we're dealing with now get this over 550 square meters of barbecue heaven there's a massive range of barbecue smokers rotisseries and fire pits There's a cafe, a deli, the country's widest range of barbecue pantry items and, of course, their fuel products as well. Saturday is market day with 20% off all fuel products. It's the day to visit. Lift your barbecue game and check out firebrandbarbecue.com.au or call 1-800-FIRE-UP and let them know we sent you. You'll be sizzling soon. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Top Sport's same-game multi gives you the most competitive multiple for every leg. And with hundreds of markets to choose from across sports and racing, you're sure to find a combination unlike any other. And they'll let you on for plenty. So if you want to get the top odds every time, download the app today and bet your way. Top that. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly.
Aussie owned. Aussie owned, and we know how important that is. Topsport.com.au or download the app. When you do, use the promo code UNFILTERED for the full VIP treatment. The CEO, Tristan Merlihan, joins us. Only two games this weekend, mate, a rugby league. Uh, however, no shortage of markets. No, it's an exciting time of the year where all of these games for the rest of the year have massive implications. And what a week of finals we had last weekend. Yeah. It was one of the best weekends of footy I've seen for a long time. Hopefully uh, this week lives up to it. I and, mean, yeah, we've got two really good games where Parramatta are at $1.50 favourites against the very much informed Canberra side who are $2.60 and then it's a toss of the coin job. Cronulla 202 and the Rabbitohs 101. So plenty of markets up on each of those games. 270 at the moment. We'll have more up on game day as well. So check them all out. And uh, yeah, it should be an absolute ripping weekend of footy. 270 markets per game at the moment. That will increase, as Tristan said, just closer to the Eels. Has the price changed as the different rumours surrounding Mitchell Moses circulate? Yeah, so when uh, he was named in the uh, in the side on Tuesday, the market went from five and a half out to six and a half. It went from about a dollar uh, fifty-five eels into a dollar fifty, and Cambridge shifted from two forty-five out to two sixty. But now we're just starting to see a little bit of a money back Canberra's way. So um, I think it's going to be a case of just monitor all news outlets uh, and just uh, see what happens because the market will certainly shift. He's a very influential player for those eels. Looking at uh, the Sharks and the Rabbitohs, wow, toss a coin, who wins? But you wouldn't expect a, a big difference in the scoreline between the two, meaning I guess the two winners, 1-12, to 12, is, is probably, and I use that term loosely, um, a safer option. You'd think so. The only thing I, uh, I wonder with that game is that I feel both of these sides have had such massive games the weekend before, and you just wonder whether a little bit of fatigue might kick into yeah. one of those teams in the last uh, 20 minutes. And if a side's up by eight, you never know. There might be a late try there when the team uh, is, is out of contention. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the market 1-12 to 12 is now – this is in normal time, so it's important for punters to understand that because – we have normal time margins and then we have full time margins and the uh, normal time margin includes the draw, of course, which is $16, which you never know that that's in play. Then both sides, one to 12 around about the 325 yep. or 345 mark. And then you've got the bunnies 13 plus at 385 and the sharkies 13 plus at 450. So certainly a whole heap of options in play, but make sure you work out whether you want to be on the full time option with the draw or the, uh, the uh, normal time option, because obviously you get a little bit better price about normal time, but there is that extra bit of risk. Now, mate, the disappointing thing about only having two games of rugby league is only having two games of rugby league. But the positive part is we get to watch the horses all day Saturday. The good horses are back. The big races are on. Uh, George Main stakes this weekend, and, and the punters are suggesting it's a match race, Saki and Animo. Yeah, the punters certainly are. It is a fantastic day of racing because you've got the George Main Stakes as the highlight where Zaki takes on Animo in what appears to be a match race. Animo's around the even money mark. Zaki, $3.30 on the drift. But you never know. Sometimes when the uh, both the horses are just monitoring each other, you can get a, a rough one down the outside. Fangirl, $9, hinged at 19 And Profundo and Duace. So there's plenty of other good horses in this race, but it would appear it's a match race. We've also got the Kingston Town as well, yep. which is always... A big race for uh, for the for the future of the spring, where Benno has been backed into favouritism four forty into four dollars, Surefire four twenty, 
and Gold Trip 460. So we've got three horses there, all about even in the betting, and their night's order on the back of its impressive win first up has been seven into six. So got the uh, real good horses back. We know spring is just around the corner, and yeah. uh, it's, it's going to be an exciting uh, probably two months of racing from here, I'd suggest. Now, mate, our free bet for this week for the Ricky Stewart Foundation. We'd love to go eels at the line into unders total points into the sharks. So, what are we? Uh, what are we looking at there? That gets us eight dollars fifty-seven. So that's a nice little return there. And uh, yeah, we've got thirteen hundred and twenty-five dollars in the kit. So we've got a nice little return uh, so far. And if we could get that result there, then we'll be able to tick it up over the two thousand dollar mark. So. Ticking along very nicely. And then we've got the Eels minus six and a half, under 41 and a half. I really like that bet. I think this is going to be a really tight contest. Yeah. And I think there's going to be points at a premium. And then the Sharkies to win at 202. So 100 on that at $8.58. There's always the element of a little bit fingers crossed when it comes to this time of year. And our fingers certainly are for the Eels, the Unders, and the Sharks. It is always a pleasure, Tristan Merlihan. Topsport.com.au. Download the app if you would like. Uh, if you want the full VIP treatment, really simple. Use the promo code UNFILTERED. All the rugby league markets, all the racing markets, any market you can bet on, it is there. Would you like a personal message, something nice, something sweet, something highly inappropriate and downright rude? I can do that. I'm on Swish now, whatever your occasion, whatever the message, go to heyswish.com, Swish, S-W-Y-S-H. Go there and search Andy Raymond. Whatever you want, whenever you want, consider it done a cool and a different present for that special occasion or you don't even need an occasion. You might just want to give one of your mates a serve. We're all different and we all do things differently. The discipline of first grade football and the first grade footballers is just amazing. That's what comes with being a professional athlete. It's what I reckon separates them from us. And often it's more than just physical. It's about goal setting, achieving goals, constant improvement, evolving Sounds pretty deep, Sammy Veras. I don't mean to be deep, but let's start with goal setting. Is that the type of guy you are or not? Um, yeah, I think just before the year, you definitely want to set out some goals and I think you just want to achieve them. And um, I think the main goal for everyone is, you know, obviously the, to play at the long weekend on October and mm. uh, win that grand final. But yeah, definitely goal setting is something you want to do uh, just before the year starts. And, you know, it's always. It's always rewarding when you get to achieve them as well. Short-term goals versus long-term goals, different things work for different people. What would you consider yourself, a, a short-term sort of week-to-week or a, or a long-term? Yeah, definitely you want to – so you go into a game, obviously you've got a game plan and um, you obviously have those little, little game goals that you want to set yep. and, tar- and get them. But obviously, you know, you definitely have a long-term goal and um, – they're more like it's more like a year goal for me, not not what am I going to do in five years, three years. It's more just having a goal for that year and you know making sure you get it. A game goals statistic based. You want X amount of carries, X amount of tackles, whatever it may be, or is it more about effort? Is it more about contribution than 
just stats? Because, mate, there is stats on top of stats in 2022. Yeah, there's, yeah, it's not – obviously, stats are nice to have, but it's not It's not all about stats, to be honest. Um, you know, you can do it as – you can have goals as a team, really. Yep. And, um, we kind of go off with the team and what goals we want to achieve every game. It could just be three little goals as a team collective. And, you know, if we – if we, you know, achieve those goals all together and we'll probably get a win. So um, it's not really just the individual stats I don't look at. It's more about a team base, especially rugby league. Are you strict with your goal setting, mate? Is there room to compromise or are you the perfectionist type of guy? Uh, there's always room for compromise, yeah, mate. Yeah, bingo. Yeah, but um, no, a long-term goal, obviously, you, you kind of want to have a really strict long-term goal, but you know, obviously, your some years don't pan out. Obviously, getting injured or you know not having the best years, or you know, there's all all these different types where it can happen. And um, you, I think you got to be a little bit loosened. But obviously, your short term goals you really want to now. Really cool insight. Appreciate it. Chat again soon, mate. Thank you. Question: What's the greatest sound in the world? But what's better than cracking a coldie? Cracking half a dozen. This is Six Pack of Superstars revealing our top six. Who doesn't love a six pack of anything? Joining us for a sip is the great man Adrian Vowles, who is tasked with a six pack of Queensland's finest. Best six Maroons, mate. Go. Very tough. Uh, the King, Wally Lewis. Not, uh, you know, he's what Origin's all about for me. Um, absolute legend, one of my idols. Mal Meninga. Again, another idol and just did so much in the game. And when he was on the paddock and, you know, you always believed you could do something with Big Mel there. Uh, JT, uh, later on in years, he was just fantastic in every level. Alfie Langer. Yep. Yeah, I, lo- I loved Alfie, what he'd done. And I watched his first ever game in 87. So I was followed his career closely. Cam Smith, just because he's a legend and he did so much for Queensland. And then Greg Inglis. Um, it's my last one. I just love what he done, did for Queensland, and what a player. Galaxyfinance.com.au. Ask for Leanne for a free chat. Our Legend series is off the charts. If you're a footy fan that wants to hear great old stories firsthand, not read from a magazine, you've got to start at the start and make your way through our entire library of interviews. None of the episodes date, so you're sweet to listen whenever you want, and we've had the biggest names in the game here to tell their stories. At this time of the year, they don't get much bigger than Brett Kenny. This is from episodes 111, 112, and 113. Does one of those six tries stand out above the others? Uh, well, yes. Um, I think, obviously, I think a lot of people would probably agree it's the same for them as the the, the last try I scored against Newtown, where it's yep. either dummy um, down the sideline. Down the sideline. I think everyone sort of remembers it. And, uh, it, it, it funny thing, it was I watched the game. At the time, I had the ball in my hands and I was thinking that Eric Grath was inside me but didn't realise, typical Eric, he was still hanging back. <laughs> um, I actually had, I think, Steve Ella was inside me and Eric was mm. back inside him. Um, and I thought, got the ball in my hand, Saw Phil Sigsworth there at fullback. I thought to myself, okay, I'll have a shot at this. Yep. And if I don't, if he doesn't fall for it, I believe, I believed at the time, I had plenty of time to then offload the pass. Yep. When I saw it in a replay, realised that if he doesn't fall for it, 
we're not talking about that second try that I scored, um, he would have tackled me. Yeah. So I was a bit lucky in a way that he did fall for it. But um, yeah, it was just it was one of those things, and and uh, it was was good to score the try. I wasn't thinking about oh well, that's the second try I scored. I was yeah. actually, to be honest with you, I was glad I got to the try line. John Ferguson was coming from the other wing, and I had had enough by the time I got there. I thought that'll do me and. I think Eric ended up pulling me up off the ground. <laughs> I was a bit tired, but um, yeah, it was, that's the try that probably sticks in my mind most out of all of them. The core of the side, we'll go through some of them. I'd love your thoughts on these teammates, if there's something that stands out about them as a player, as a person, or a story. Eric Growth. Oh, look, one of the lowest players I've ever seen. He, he um, <laughs> no, he's a, He's a good bloke, Eric. He was actually the best man at my my wedding, my yep. first my first wife, and and um, great mates. And um, you look at him and, and you watch him. He's just a magnificent player. And yep. um, I, I honestly believe that we we've never really seen how fast Eric could run. To me, he only ever ran as quick as he. Thought he had to. Was he quicker chasing a player than he was in open spaces? Because he he knew how fast he had to be to get the player. Yeah, well, look, that's that's not a bad statement. You, well, I wouldn't, I would never have thought of that. Mm. But yeah, it's probably the, the the case. I mean, as you say, when he makes a break and there's no one in front of him, he doesn't sort of bust his dirt box to yeah. get there, you know. And but I remember we'd have sprint training, and 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 uh, that, like, there was myself, Neil Hunt, Steve Vella. Um, a young guy from reserve grade, Brett Garnon. Yes. So we were, we were all pretty quick. Yep. And, you know, we would have been 20, 21 years of age. Mm. And at the end of the sprint training, the session, we'd, we'd have uh, Jersey Komorowski was our sprint trainer. He'd say, right, we'll just have a flat, just a race. Yep. Straight out race. Start properly, you know, and um, away we go. So off, he, he, you know, we just, because ready, set, go, and we take off. And, you know, look, we're all, Going as quite as quick as we could could and yep. and then you look to your right and he was Eric looking at us and then he just sort of thought well we're getting close now older and just beat us by two or three meters really <laughs> how the hell does he yeah. do that and then and you know for a man his size and yep. to be able to run as fast as he could it was just just amazing and I mean people that have seen him play could see the damage he used to yep. do to the opposition. I don't know whether he could play in today's game. He, he wasn't one for jumping in the air and scoring no. tries. He was just – he'd rather take the shortcut and just run over the top here. Yep. But, um, yeah, dynamic winger and, and um, you know, and off the field, a, a great bloke you'd want to be with. He, you have a lot of fun with him yeah. and, and that. And, um, yeah, he's just – but a magnificent rugby league winger. One of our early interviews was with this guy, another Premiership winner and an absolute legend, the great Anthony Minicello, episodes 14 and 15. With the setbacks, it makes the bounce back often uh, more appreciated and and makes you prouder of what you've done. In 2011, you had returned and returned to the type of form that saw you once again, put a state of origin jersey on. How fulfilling was that? Yeah, that was that was pretty fulfilling. Because in I think that game in two thousand and seven, when I got I was already been injured and I got selected back in Origin. I had a game. It was a, yeah, it was a game up in Queensland, and 
you know, my wife's pretty passionate and, you know, she, she could get into a few arguments if she wanted to on the, <laughs> in the crowd. And I said, oh, look, don't, don't come up to Queensland because yeah. you'll probably end up in an argument, you know. <laughs> Just wait to Sydney game two. You'll have to find so a whole sort of, state. Yeah, that's right. So I said, look, don't, don't come up. Wait to Sydney. And, you know, as the story went, as I just mentioned, I got injured and didn't play the game in game two. So I always sort of regretted that moment. Um, And then coming back in 2011, you know, she was at the game and all the family were there and, you know, I scored the winning try. And it was, that was a pretty amazing moment, you know, for, for everyone and myself included. Did it feel right? Did it feel as though through all the setbacks and the pain you'd been through that the football gods or whoever was looking over you, you know, just did you a favour and made it right on that night? Yeah, I suppose so. Um, I was hoping they'll make it right in game three, but that wasn't the case. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, look, that was a, that was a, Really special moment, that one, game two. No, our episodes never date, ever. I reckon I get 30 messages a week still saying, hey, that new Gordy Tallis or Greg Alexander interview was awesome. I reply back and I just say thanks, but they're not new interviews at all. It's just that they don't date because they've been done in a way to ensure they're ready to go for when you're ready to listen. Here's a short one from Reese Robson. We saw and enjoyed watching Harry Grant make his debut for Queensland last week in The Decider. Yep, Queensland. Well done. Congratulations. It was his senior debut. He played 20s for his state in 2017 and 2018. And the opposing hooker was this man, Cowboy Reese Robson. Mate, what did you make of Harry's game in The Decider? Played unreal, didn't he? Yeah. No, I think that's sort of all you can ask for on a debut. He played very well and a line break there and a try so and caught the win too. So, um, yeah, it's not too much else you could ask for out of a debut. Did it surprise you how well he played? Um, actually, yeah, I think he's a great player, so I wasn't too surprised um, once he um, sort of showed what he had. But, um, mm. yeah, I guess obviously I can't really tell him never playing Origin myself at the moment, but um, to how he would handle it. So, um, But, no, he did very well, obviously, as everyone saw on Wednesday night. You've played against him. What do you consider his strengths? Um, yeah, I think he's just yeah, he's pretty crafty out of nine, and I think he's just got a um, he's got a good motor on him. He seems to um, always be competing, which I think is really big for a footballer. If you can compete a lot, then um, I think that takes you a long way to being a great footballer. There was a whole lot of really good hookers coming through at the one time with guys like yourself and Harry and. Blake Braley as well, and you have all improved out of sight. That competition, it seems, has been really good for you guys. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, as you said, there's been a lot of um, good hookers sort of come through in um, my sort of age group. And, um, yeah, I guess, yeah, there has been a little bit of competition there, which sort of probably has helped us all develop um, and sort of make that step up into the NRL and hopefully you can continue that competition and see where that goes. Hey, Legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. How would you like to be part of our team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go. From scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more, the opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. 
Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week and we cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want and when you want. Next week, we could be promoting you right here. Packages start from as little as a couple of hundred dollars. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab. Go to andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. This is Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the Weekly Watch. I hope you're enjoying this edition. How couldn't you? We've got legends coming out of our clacker this week. And here's another one for you. In 2012, our guest joined the East Tigers in the QRL and had the chance to do a pre-season with the Melbourne Storm and they wanted to sign him up. Their salary cap was a mess at the time. They couldn't structure the appropriate deal. Corey Thompson, bloody salary caps. I think that about sums it up. Yeah, I was supposed to um, obviously did the pre-season down in Melbourne. I did the 10 weeks. It was it was very hard, and um, obviously being at East Tigers, that was the feeder club for Melbourne at the time, and um, you know, I was really looking forward to signing with them, but salary cap, um, the structure didn't allow me, and I went back to East, played two games, and then signed with the Bulldogs for uh, two and a half years. The pre-season with the Storm for a young bloke, is that, a, is that an eye-opener? Yeah, it was. It was, um, it was actually me and Cody Walker that got sent down Wow. Um, together from, from East Tigers, and um, we did the preseason together, and I think Cody injured himself, and he had to. He got sent back to Brisbane, and uh, I was by myself for I think eight weeks, and you know didn't didn't know many of the Storm boys. Uh, I think Brett Finch was still there at the Storm, yeah. and um, they made they threw me into their yearly army camp that all the Storm boys had to do, and um, it was horrible, especially knowing the whole time that you know I was getting tortured down there, that I was getting um, probably going to go back to East Tigers at the end of it, and. You know, but it was good. It, I think it gave me a bit of mental strength then. Yeah. Um, I was like, go down to the Bulldogs straight after that. Cody Walker, was he an angry man even back then? I don't think I've ever known him not to be an angry yes, man. But love it. I think I think he's I think he's a good angry man. He's yeah. he's never blown for no reason. He's he's always trying to get in your face and he loves it. If if someone gets in his face, he's all for it and yep. you know, he wants but I think he, I think he's playing in the wrong era. But yeah, I don't think it would have lasted long in the <laughs> back in the old days. Someone would have chinned him if he. Yeah, <laughs> if correct. He... The chances a young fella to see how the storm prepared, how they went about their business, pretty cool, I'd imagine. Because you know, if we're being honest, they've been seen as the benchmark for twenty odd years. Yeah, it was really good. And um, when I was down there, I think Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk, they obviously weren't required to start preseason when all the all the young fellas did or, or certain players, but they were still at training just in in their joggers and t-shirts, helping people. And you know, it was really good. You had all the coaching staff there, and I was obviously still um, I was playing fullback down there, just in in the reserves team, and um, to have Billy Slater there and and to to help you and you know I still I still have his number in my in my phone to this day and you know he's been one of those people that um, whenever I do get thrown into fullback he's he's always there to to answer the call and and help if I have any questions 
You've gone on to have a remarkable career, mate. I love the way you play your footy. You've seen three NRL clubs and you're fast approaching 200 games. There is still a long way to go on the journey. What a year 2019 was. What a year it was for the Raiders. Uh, Grand finalists and part of that side has joined us. He's now with the Eels. Bailey Simonson has lobbed. What do you remember of the grand final experience, mate? What stands out? Um, yeah, it was obviously a, a very big year, 2019, um, playing in a grand final. It all sort of happened pretty fast. Mm. Um, you know, it was my first season. So um, I guess when it's when it's all happening that fast, you probably don't really take it in as much as you should. So um, definitely very enjoyable Um you know, and to experience playing a grand final in front of such a big crowd and on such a big occasion was um, very exciting. Um, obviously, heartbreaking to lose that game, but um, you know, I guess it just makes you hungrier to try and get back there and and hopefully play another one one day. The Green Machine late in that year was on a serious roll and just playing with so much confidence. Yeah, we were. You know, we um, I think, like you said, their confidence is such a big thing in sport and in rugby league and. Mm. Um, you know, we were fortunate. We had all of our, I guess, leaders and big dogs playing really well and um, probably at the peak of their powers. The likes of sort of Josh Papali and Jack Wyden, Josh Hodgson, Jared Croker. Um, you know, all those boys were, were playing some great footy. And I think there's a lot of us younger boys, myself and Corey Horsburgh and probably Emery Gawler and a, a couple others yeah. just in our first seasons, just sort of tagging along for the ride and enjoying every moment. Have you ever watched the game back, mate? I know some have, I know some haven't, and I know some can't. What about you? Nah, I've, I haven't watched the game um, in full. I've I've watched the, the, I guess, the sort of famous six again call a few times. Yeah. I um, I was actually on the end of that um, when Jack Jack put a bomb up, mm. and I was at fullback at the time and raced through to try and get a contest. And um, I think that six again call was was off me. So I watched it a few times and. Um, but yeah, try not to dwell on it all. You know, it's at the end of the day, they they were the better team on the day, and, and they won, and that's footy. You know, you can't one one call doesn't uh, win you a game. So, but in terms of watching the game, I no, I haven't got around to watching it. Um, it probably just make me frustrated or bring back some some bad memories. So, try to move on from it. I bet. Thanks for chatting. We'll do it again soon, mate. Thanks, mate. Ah, take a breath and enjoy it. The footy is on and your weekend is sorted. Enjoy the game, order a pizza, grab a coldie, go hard on a five-leg multi, and don't forget, as always, back pikey in the last. Listener.